D-Dame. Phone check one two one two internets. You are now tuned into the D Dame Show, brought to you by the Belligerent Sounds Network. We are back once again, the D Dame Show. Thanks for checking us out. Remember, social media at the D Dame Show. That's on Instagram and Twitter. And hit us up by email, the D Dame Show at gmail.com. Wherever you listen to your podcasts, we are there. We are on iTunes, we are on Spotify. Google Play Music, CastBox, all that good stuff, man. So thank you once again for checking us out. Yeah, man, we are here. We are back. Um, so excited, man. Finally get it, get into this NBA talk, man. Just just finally, 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 man. It's a pretty good um pretty good season coming on so far. Um a lot of teams are in the hunt. A lot of you know, a lot of teams that were bad last year actually good this year. And it's cool, man. It's been a really good season, man. It don't seem like it's 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 not automatic like it's been you know the last couple of years where everybody going into the season you knew automatically it was going to be Cleveland and Golden State you know that's how it was for years and years and years but now it's it's up in the air the East is completely up in the air and I mean the West still for the most part you know most people feel it's going to be Golden State but you never know you never know you know and anything could happen. And I'm still of the belief that this is Golden State. Like, this is their last year of, like, like their dominant dominant run because there's no way they can keep this whole team together. It's damn near impossible. It's, it's, it's not going to happen. Somebody, somebody's going to have to go, whether it's Draymond or whether it's um, Kevin Durant, maybe Clay, who's, who's not having a really good season. Maybe he's going to go. Somebody's going to go. Or or the bench. Maybe they'll lose the bench. Maybe they'll lose Iguodawa and, you know, and, you know, all those people that, that, that keep them going, like Livingston and all that stuff. So we'll see, man. But good so far. Good season going on. Um, But I want to get into the topic. The main topic I want to talk about today is my team, the Brooklyn Nets. The Brooklyn Nets, man. The emergence of the Brooklyn Nets, man. They are they are very have been one of the most surprising teams in the NBA this season, man. But um, real quick before we get into that, we have some news that dropped on the um on Sunday, this past Sunday, which was the sixth of January. Um, word came down during the daytime that the Minnesota Timberwolves, um, I don't know what's the proper word. I, I guess fired. I guess it's fired, man. They fired the um the head coach. And the president of basketball operations, Mr. Tom Thibodeau. Tibbs, as they call him, man. So they got rid of your boy, man. Got rid of finally got rid of Tibbs. Um Timberwolves were 19 and 21 um so far this season. And um uh, it's the, the to me the most I ain't gonna say amusing, because it's you know, it's not cool for anybody to lose their job, but after they won, because I was looking at the highlights, I think I was out with my wife and we was like eating eating brunch or something and 
you know, the highlights, you know, I get the updates, the scores up on the phone, and it said the Lakers, you know, lost to the Timberwolves by, like, 20. I was like, oh, shit, they, they blew the Timberwolves out. That's, that's, I mean, Timberwolves blew them out. That's what's up. You know, whatever. Sucks for the Lakers and shit. You know, that's, that's good for them. And then, like, a couple of hours later, <laughs> I get the I get the, I get get the the Woj bomb that they fired Thibodeau. I was like, holy shit. I was like, wait a minute. Didn't they, didn't they win? <laughs> I don't know how many times that's happened in the NBA where the coach got fired after a win. That's, I don't know. It's amusing. It's amusing and shit, man. But, um, I don't know. He had a tumultuous, tumultuous tenure in Minnesota. I think it started out pretty good. Started out pretty good, man. They has a, they had a good young team, good young prospects, man. You know they had a, they had Cat and Wiggins and um, Zach Levine. They, they they had a the team wasn't doing too great records wise, but they had good young prospects, man. But um, I don't know, man. Then they got that Jimmy Butler. That Jimmy Butler came to town, man, and they were actually doing. I remember what was that last season? They was actually doing really good until Butler got hurt. I think they were like pretty much like the third seed for like majority of the season. Until Butler got hurt, and then they kind of dropped all the way back down. Then they had to claw their way back in when Butler came back at the end of the season. But um, I don't know, things just never never seemed to, to work out from that point in time. And it just uh, seems like a, just a difference in philosophies. You know, I can see where Jim. I can see where both sides are coming from. Um, I guess if I had to pick a side, which I don't really want to pick a side. If I had to pick a side, I, I might go with, with, with more uh, Jimmy Butler's type, you know, because he, he basically saying he just he just wants to win, you know what I'm saying? So if he feels like he's putting 100% effort in and his teammates, he feel like they put in maybe 70% effort in, he, you know, he's coming at them like, yo, if y'all put 100% effort in like me, we can, you know, y'all got the talent. We can get this shit going. We can get it done. But I don't know. It just seemed like that was never really the case. Um, and I don't know if, if he was, if Jimmy Butler would concede the fact that maybe the, that the team needs to go through Cat, you know, because Carl Anthony Towns is, he's definitely one of the best players in the league. He's definitely, by hand, like big man, he's definitely probably the top two or three big men in the league, like right behind Anthony Davis. Like this dude is super well and and Embiid. So I I say the top five. He's definitely in the top five of, of best big men. And um I don't know, man. Andrew Wiggins is I always hold out hope for Andrew Wiggins. I always, you know, I wasn't I I remember even being not being too crazy when Cleveland traded him in the first place. I, I always thought that was a bad idea to trade him in, for Kevin Love in the first place because. I was, you know, at the time, I remember saying, like, you never know if LeBron's going to leave again. Like, you you have no idea. And, and at least if he leave, you know, he can have this kid up under him and he can learn from LeBron and just imagine. But I, mean, I guess for them, they made the right decision because they got love and then they actually went up winning the championship. But then LeBron left and now they are where they are now, which is at the bottom of the league, which is maybe what they wanted because, I don't know, for some weird reason, I could see Cleveland winning the – um. Winning the damn lottery and shit, I can see that shit happening again, which would be I don't know if they if they win a lottery again, that'd be like three times. It, it, I don't know within like the last like seven years, that, oh, it's kind of suspect and shit, man. But anyway, back to back to Tibbs, man. Um, I said they let him go. He, I remember his hearing a lot about the way he plays his players, even back to Chicago. Like he might be playing them too much. And wearing them thin, and that's when they, you know, by the time playoff time come around, everybody's exhausted and shit. 
And I know he definitely doesn't utilize his bench. Definitely doesn't utilize the bench at all. All the starters are playing like 35, 36, 37 minutes a game, which is too much, man. It's, you got to have, you know, everybody – not saying everybody play like how I play in NBA 2K because NBA 2K, I got a, a straight 12-man rotation in 2K. But obviously, real life, you know, that's not a real thing. They try to keep the rotation a little tight. But I never really understood that too much. Like if you got – um. If you got 10 good players, play your 10 players, you know? If you got 10 solid players and shit, play them. Why do you got people on the bench? And, you know, get, get, get people some rest and you get the get the second unit in there. But it is what it is, man. Um, <clears throat> You know, I remember just going into the season, the, the whole drama with Jimmy Butler. And basically, according to him, he was he wanted to trade. He asked for the trade back in the summertime. But I remember not the whole thing not coming to light until like right before training camp or some shit like that. But and it would just made it like a big, a whole big mess. It was just a whole big mess, a big circus, man. It was you got Butler versus um Butler versus Towns and Wiggins and Tibbs is in there somehow and it just seemed like a whole big mess, man. But they finally got rid of him, finally traded Butler on um November, back in November the twelfth. They actually finally traded Butler for um Jared Bayless, uh, Robert Covington, and Dario Saric, and um, and actually they actually were playing pretty good, man. They I think they they were fifteen and twelve ever since the since the Butler trade, so they're actually playing pretty good, man. But I guess you know the ownership. I think it's Glenn Taylor. I think I think this is they just decided it. That's it. It's it's done. So we'll see where the Timberwolves go from here, man. I don't know. Maybe the next step is. Maybe they're going to trade Wiggins. I don't know. Even though he got this his contract, is just absolutely ridiculous, man. But like I said, I still hold out hope for Wiggins. I still think he can make something of himself. He's super young, man. Wiggins is like 22, 23 years old, man. He's a he's a kid, man. He, he still got plenty of time to grow. So we'll see where it goes from there, man. But, um, yeah, other than that, man, I want to get into, get into my team, man. Get into my team, the Brooklyn Nets. Um, a little history about me and um in the Nets. I grew up in New York, New York City. So I was for the pretty much majority of my entire basketball life, I was a Knicks fan, which is kind of the, the rites of passage growing up in New York, New York City. Um, I think when I first started watching basketball, like my first year or two, I was actually like Chicago. I was actually because because I like Jordan. And then I remember my family, like, like they're all Knicks fans. I don't remember them really getting, oh, why you why you room for the Knicks? But I saw they all room for the Knicks. And then I saw this guy who ended up being my favorite player all the time. I remember seeing John Starks in, like, the um, slam dunk contest one year. I was like, oh, I like, oh, I like that guy right there. He's on the Knicks? Oh, I like that guy. And then just seeing that team come together, and then I just totally fell in love with the 90s Knicks, man, with – Ewan Oakley, Starks, Anthony Mason, Greg Anthony, Derek Harper, uh, Doc Rivers, Anthony Bonner, all of them. I just totally fell in love with the with the team, and I was just like Knicks, just through and through, throughout all the years. And it just started, you know, just even when it started going downhill. To me, when um, I'm trying to think, I, I always had like a, a a a particular point when it went downhill, because I can say when they trade well. I guess when they traded Patrick, when they traded Patrick, I kind of started getting away from the team a little bit when they traded Stocks, but they actually traded Stocks for my second favorite player, which is Sprewell. So I, I guess I couldn't be that mad at them, and I was still kind of riding with them, man. But once they traded, once they traded Patrick Ewing, that was pretty much the death knell of of the Knicks franchise, and and they, no, 
when Jeff Van Gundy left. That was it. When Jeff Van Gundy left, man, that was that was the end. That was the end. He left, and then the team just went in a in an absolute fucking tailspin, just completely down the drain. And I was still riding with them all those years, man. During during the during uh who was it? Howard Osley and Clarence Weatherspoon and oh my god, that was some bad, some really bad Nick years, man. But I was still riding with them. And then I remember coming up on it was the, the 2009 season, and the Nets were bad. The Nets were like like one of the worst records in the league. They might have won like nine games that year. Some some horrible shit. They were really bad. And then um, yeah, they were really bad. But they beat the Knicks like twice. I remember they beat the Knicks a couple of times that season. I was like, oh, like shit, the Nets, they suck, but they, they beat the Knicks. Like, <laughs> I, I, uh, that's interesting, man. So then we started hearing word about how they were looking to move to looking to move to Brooklyn. So I was like, oh, that's pretty, that's even more interesting, man. And then actually at that, I was actually working in Brooklyn at that time. And I was working on um, Flatbush, which is where the Barclays Center is. It's, it's a little ways away from the Barclays, but... I could, it's either, it's like a straight train ride or, or I could drive like 20 minutes and I'll be at the Barclays. So I started like, uh. so we're looking at the Nets. I'm looking at, I'm looking at the Knicks. The Knicks are just totally just a mess. They done fire coach after coach and the owner is the worst and the, the players suck. So I'm just like, damn. And then I look at the Nets. They got these good young players. You know, you had, you had a young Brooke Lopez, you had like um, this is a lot of good young players, man, and they had the worst record in the league. And I remember this is coming up to the 2010 season, which was you know that preseason, I mean that off season, which was the whole free agent blitz with LeBron and all of these people. So I remember that was like kind of the word at, at that time. That was kind of the rumors that LeBron was looking at coming to Jersey, which would eventually be Brooklyn, and the Nets would have had the number one pick. Because they had the worst record, and they would have they would have drafted John Wall, so that was the whole thing. So I was like, you know what? I think uh, I, was, I know they're coming to Brooklyn in a couple of years, and you know it's a possibility they can draft John Wall, number one pick, and they can get LeBron James a free agency. I was like, yeah, this, this might be the best look for me right now, man. So I end up going over there. So the 2010-2011 season. Obviously, the whole thing didn't work out with LeBron. That totally didn't work out. He probably didn't even visit with them and shit. And and uh, as far as the draft pick goes, they had the worst record, but they got the third pick, which fucking sucks. I mean, it doesn't suck because I actually like Derek Favors. That's who they ended up drafting was was Derek Favors. I liked him, but um, it just you know it, it just wasn't that good. It wasn't wasn't a good it wasn't a really good team, but it had a pretty decent young roster. Man, it had like Brooke Lopez, like I said, young Brooke Lopez, like his second year in the league. Um, Favors was good. He was a rookie. Um, Devin Harris, Chris Humphreys, um, Terrence Williams. Who I, I I like Terrence Williams, man. They're like Jordan Farmer. You know, like I said, not the best players in the world. Obviously, all role players, but all solid role players. So they actually ended up winning 24 games that year. They went 24 and 58 during that season. So, um, like I said, I'm, I was kind of I, I was rocking with them. That was my team, you know. They, that, that was my team. So coming up in, in um, the trade deadline, now the whole rumors was about Carmelo Anthony. Carmelo Anthony is is, is um, possibly, you know, he's he, he wants. It was it was between like what the word was Brooklyn and and, and the Knicks. You know, and I think the whole thing kind of fell through 
with Carmelo Anthony with the Nets. I think he might have went to the Knicks first. He went to the Knicks first. And I think the very next day, all of a sudden, out the fucking blue, like, they made this mega trade, which for another player who was actually, at the time, he was, like, one of my favorite players in the league, um, which was Darren Williams. I really, really liked Darren Williams. You know, he was on a Utah Jazz. I really liked this dude, man. I remember him from, I think, the previous year. I think he had a big shot in the playoffs to either win the series or win the game or something like that. So I was like, oh, that, that, that dude is good, man. But he obviously had his drama going on with um with Coach Sloan, and they had their whole big thing, and it kind of seemed like he got Coach Sloan fired, and you know it just. But I, I don't think anybody even thought that Darren Williams was gonna be a free, was was available. I don't think that was ever never a thought in anybody's head. So February February twenty third. I mean, I'm trying to think where the hell I was at because me and my family we go to All Star Weekend every year. So I'm pretty sure I remember when the Carmelo Anthony trade. We were on a plane coming back from um, wherever All-Star was in 2011. I think it was Orlando, I think. And we was on a plane coming back with the whole Carmelo trade. I remember they was, like, gloating on the plane. Oh, we got Carmelo, we got Carmelo. I was like, whatever. I don't even like Carmelo like that shit, so it's fine with me. But, um, like I said, the next day, man, they got damn Darren Williams. No, a couple of days later. So they next actually ended up trading um, favors. Um, Devin Harris, um, a, a 2011 first-round draft pick, which ended up being um, Ennis Cantor. And a 2013 first round draft pick, which ended up being um Gordy Jang. So um they got Darren Williams. Got Darren Williams, man. Like I said, he was a solid player, pretty good, pretty good player. And um yeah, so so things were looking up, man. Things were looking up. And then uh, I think that at the same day, they traded Troy Murphy and a 2012 second round pick, which ended up being Draymond Green, which is I find that amusing to the Golden State Warriors and shit for like Two players that didn't really stay, Dan Gadzorek and Brandon Knight. They didn't really stay on the team. So, But it was, you know, like I said, the, the Nets, they ended up, they won 24 games. I think Darren Williams got hurt towards the end of the season. And I, I, I remember missing missing a lot of games towards the end. But it was, you know, it was it was what it was. You know, they was a good young team, promising young team. So then we had the lockout. The lockout was the 2011-2012 uh, season. So the um the season didn't even really get started until like I think January that year, and um and that's actually ended up going twenty two and forty four you know during the lockout season, um they had a you know something they had a a, a trade that kind of started setting the groundworks for um a series in my opinion a series of bad moves, um so they traded Memenokor, um Sean Williams. And <laughs> in a 2012 first round pick, which ended up being Damian Lillard, <laughs> to the Portland Trailblazers for Gerald Wallace. So this is the infamous Gerald Wallace trade. I, I remember Gerald Wallace um, when he first came in the league, or when he was in the league when he was shining. He was he, he was a he was a really good two way player. And I don't know by the time he got to the Nets, I remember him having a. a Having a couple of good games, but he definitely wasn't the same dude, man. He he was not the same dude. I don't know what happened here. <laughs> but it is what it is, man. Um, so he ended up, you know, rocking with the Nets, you know, for for to close out the season. So then now you coming up on the um the off season. So now the whole talk is Darren Williams is a free agent now. Darren Williams is a free agent. 
Gerald Wallace is a free agent. So it's like, oh, like, what are they going to do? Are they going to be, are the next be able to resign Darren Williams? Because they kind of seem like they kind of took a gamble on getting this dude who was going to be a free agent in a year. And now is he going to resign? Because obviously, you know, if he stays with the team, he can resign for the most money or he can go somewhere else and have a year less contract. So that was the whole talk. So on July the 11th, this is when everything went down. July the 11th, 2012, um, well, they signed Miza, Miza um, Toledovich. You know, that, that was a cool they traded. This is a big trade for the Nets. Now, this trade to me was, like I said, Gerald Wallace was kind of the kind of the start of like just bad long term planning. But I mean, this this trade right here, this it was good for the short term, but the long term planning for this wasn't that great either. Um, they traded Jordan Farmer, Anthony Morrow, um, Johan Petro, Deshaun Stevenson, Jordan Williams. And a first round draft pick from 2013 and a 2017 second round pick. God damn. All for Joe Johnson and shit, man. <laughs> That's a lot of fucking people, man. But Joe Johnson at that time, he was um he was he was one of the probably one of the best guards in the league, one of the best two guards in the league, probably top five. But Atlanta, you know, they was he had a big ass contract and they were trying to shed salary. So I guess the Nets, they were kind of just going all in. And the same day, they actually end up re-signing Darren Williams five years, ninety-eight million, and re-signing Gerald Wallace four years, forty million. And now, to me, the reason I said the 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 the, the trade for Gerald Wallace um, wasn't that good was because obviously he was going to be a free agent in a couple of months because they signed they they traded for him in March. He was a free agent in fucking July, so they could have signed him in the off season and kept their draft pick. But I remember basically the reason they were saying was that they were trading for him during that time was to appease Darren Williams. They said, oh, see, we're trying. Look what we're trying to do. And then they end up resigning Gerald Wallace at the same time. It is just – it just wasn't a good situation, man, in all honesty. In all honesty, it just – to me, it, 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 like, really didn't work out. And um, I don't know. I guess the only good thing for them was that they were actually moving moving to Brooklyn – for that 2012-2013 season. So, you know, the team, they actually had a really good year. They actually had a really good year. But, again, we talking short-term. We talking short-term stuff, not long-term. In the NBA, you got to – you gotta, you can – you know, it's good to have sh- good short-term goals, but you got to plan for the future too. You can't just – you know, like Boston is doing. Boston got a good – they got a got an excellent well I don't about excellent but they got a really good you know current product on the floor but they got future shit they got future assets man they got mad first round picks they got young players that are just gonna get better and better you know that's what you gotta do that's that's the way you run an organization in all honesty but I mean the 2012 2013 season you know the first year in Brooklyn they actually went 49 and 33 which which was crazy and um but I mean they started off slow they started off real slow um. It's, so Avery Johnson, he actually ended up getting fired. He actually ended up fired December 27th after a 14 and 14 start. And PJ called Lissimo. He closed the rest of the year out um, 35 and 19. Closed the rest of the year. Um, Nets made it to the first round of the playoffs. They lost to the Bulls in seven games. Um, you know, so I mean, first year in Brooklyn and they made the playoffs. So it's kind of looking like, oh shit, like like the Nets are emerging, man. We, you know, it's, 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 and then they actually end up hiring Jason Kidd on the 12th of June, you know, right after the season ended. And I remember this kind of crazy because 
I think Jason Kidd just retired like a week before. And then the whole talk was about the Knicks were trying to get him. And then next thing you know, he was on the Nets as the head coach. So I was with it. You know, everybody know Jason Kidd is 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 a is a is one of the greatest point guards of all times, and you know in the NBA, very intelligent. So I was with it. Um, so now that off season, now that off season is now, like I said, the Jerry Wallace started setting, started laying the groundwork. Um, Joe Johnson, Trey started setting the groundwork. You know, this off season right here, this this is the off season that completely set the franchise back, set set them back, set them back for. Pff, uh, until now, so they had a really good signing. Um, what I thought was a good signing on uh, July the twelfth, they signed Andre Kavalenko. He was a free agent. I think he was playing in like Europe or something. Always like Andre Kavalenko. I thought he was a really good player, man. So they end up signing him as a free agent. But now the main thing that happened on that day on July the twelfth, which was this shit blew my fucking mind. And I'm not even going to front and sit here and pretend like I was totally against this trade. I was with it. I was with it. When I first heard the trade, I was definitely with it, man. But um, it just – I remember being a little weird. It's like, ah, like, that's a lot of first-round picks, man. Like, I'm protected. Like, ah. But I was with it. So the Nets traded Keith Bogans, Marshawn Brooks, Chris Humphreys, Chris Joseph, Gerald Wallace – a 2014 first-round pick, which ended up being James Young. A 2016 first-round pick, which ended up being Jalen Brown. <laughs> and a 2017 first-round pick, which ended up being Markel Fultz. And a 2018 first-round pick. What the fuck is going on here, man? A 2018 first-round pick, which ended up being Colin Sexton. My God, man. This is just some ridiculous shit, yo. Uh, they traded it to Boston for Kevin Garnett, Paul Pierce, Jason Terry, DJ White, and a first-round pick. <laughs> it's just so much shit going on, man. This is just crazy, yo. This is just crazy. Anyway, so that was it. That was the trade. That was the big trade. I remember, like, the headlines were going crazy in, like, the New York papers and... It was a whole big thing, man. A whole, you know, a whole, whole big thing in the New York papers, and I mean, it was looking, it was looking good. Even though Garnett was kind of, he was at the, not kind of, he was at the end of his career. Paul Pierce was at the tail end of his career. Terry was at the tail end of his career, and but I mean, for the time being, I mean, it was what it was. You had some good veterans. You had some solid veteran players. Like I said, I was with the trade when it first happened. I was I was for it. I just was like weary of this draft picks. I was like, I was like, man, that can come back to hurt them. That can really come back to hurt them, man. And it actually did. Like really, really did, man. So that team that that year they ended up actually losing a little more than they lost the year before. Like the year before they won forty nine. Um, this year they won forty four. So forty four games. So they had a, like a little step back, but they actually made it further than they made it the previous year. So they defeated the Toronto Raptors in seven games in um in the first round, and they end up losing to the Heat in five games in um round two. So I mean it was I mean you talking this, I mean they made it to the second round of the playoffs, man. So like I said, things is looking not not too not too shabby, but I don't know, man. A whole lot of 
whole lot of drama, whole lot of drama started going down and shit, you know, with the team um, during the off season, which people didn't really know until it until it happened. It was a it was seemed to be a power struggle with Jason Kidd and um, and uh, Billy King. It seemed to be a power struggle between those two. And next thing you know, Jason Kidd was on the Milwaukee Bucks, like. They they traded a coach for players and shit. I've never seen this shit before, man. So it's listed as basically they traded Jason Kidd, the coach, to the Milwaukee Bucks for um, a 2015 second-round pick and a 2019 second-round pick, which is this upcoming year, which, which which they'll have now for the Jason Kidd trade. So, I mean, it was what it was, man. But they end up signing um, um, Lionel Hollins. Lionel Hollins, they end up picking him up, which is – he was a solid – um. A solid coach, solid coach throughout his throughout his career in the NBA. I don't think he ever won a championship, but everybody knows him as like a like a like a solid coach. I don't know if he would fit with the team because he was kind of like an old school guy and they had a lot of a lot of young players on the Nets. But um, like I said, man, this 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 kind of weird shit really really started like like the ship started kind of really sinking and shit, man. Um, Paul Pierce, Paul Pierce ended up leaving. He ended up leaving on July 17th. He signed a two-year deal with the Washington Wizards. So now, what you got to show for, you don't get traded all these first-round picks. You know, Paul Pierce is now gone. Now Paul Pierce is gone. One of the main features of that trade is gone. So now you just got, you know, um, Kevin Garnett left pretty much. I don't even remember what happened to Jason Terry. I think Jason Terry was already gone already. I don't know if Jason Terry even really played. I can't even remember him really playing that much, if he even played for the Nets at all. So you really don't have much to show for it. Now you got Kevin Garnett at the end of his career. He's getting ready to retire in the fucking next year. And 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 Paul Pace is going. And you're going to trade all these first-round picks that you have no protection on, no protection on any of these first-round picks. It was just crazy, man. So that season, they ended, actually end up going 38 and 44. So you start seeing, this like, the decline went from 40, like, went from, um, 49 wins to 44 wins and now 38 wins. So now you're starting to see the see the decline. So it's, it's really, really dropping down. Um, February band trade deadline. They actually end up trading Kevin Garnett to the Timberwolves. Back to the team because he went back to the Timberwolves, which is the original team for um, Thaddeus Young. Uh, I mean, they made it to the playoffs, though. Made it to the playoffs. They lost to the Hawks in six games in, in the first round. And... Um, you know, things were just not looking good. So, like I said, Kevin Garnett is now traded. Paul Pierce already left at the beginning of the year. And they actually end up buying out Darren Williams. They bought him out for his contract. You know, I think they're still paying Darren Williams to this day. They just like, kind of spread his contract out over, over the years. So, his career for the Nets, um, 16 points per game, 7 assists per game, and um, 34 minutes. But... Overall, it just wasn't a good look. It just wasn't a good look. His skills like just started de- de- deteriorating. Skills started de- de- deteriorating, and he just started going downhill from there, man. But I mean, some dog days was definitely coming, man. Dog days, uh, 2015, uh, 2016 season, they end up um, 21 and 61. You know, Jan- Lionel Hollins didn't even make it through the whole year. He actually ended up getting fired in January, and they hired um. Tony Brown, you know, the coach for the rest of the year. And they actually end up getting rid of um, Billy King. Actually end up getting rid of Billy King. Well, as they said, he got reassigned. Billy King got reassigned on January the 10th, which is basically fired. And 
the savior for the Nets, man. This is now this is when they really started making some 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 big moves. February 18th, they hired Sean Marks as the new GM. So they brought in Sean Marks. He was from the um San Antonio Spurs um franchise. So they brought him in as the new GM. I think kind of one of his first his first orders was he waived Joe Johnson. Got rid of Joe Johnson, man. Um, you know, Joe Johnson, he had a solid career for the Nets. You know, he won a lot of games. You know, big time shots, but he was at the end of his career as well, man. It was it was dwindling down. So, you know that was that was a good move, and they actually end up hiring the coach Kenny Atkins on April seventeenth, right after the season ended. So they picked up Kenny Atkinson, and um, you know, like I said, this 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 is this is really when we starting to see the groundwork for what's going on right now. So like I said they hired they hired Sean Marks, they hired Kenny Atkinson. And these dudes came in with a vision. They came in with a particular, with a specific vision of what they wanted for the team. So that was definitely a good look for the franchise. You know, obviously we didn't know how it was gonna play out. We just knew that they were in dire straits. They had no first round picks for like the next three or four years, which is horrible. And you watching all of these teams getting better, and then the you know, this team is getting worse. And it's just looking like like this is like the worst thing possible. So. 2016-2017 season is when they really started like laying the groundwork, man, to for a reinvention, reinvention, the reemergence of the Nets. Um, the 7th of July, they signed Jeremy Jeremy Lin to a multi-year deal, and this is probably one of the one of the biggest trades that they made. You know, early trades during the Sean Marks era, they traded Thaddeus Young to the Indiana Pacers for Karis LeVert in a future second-round draft pick. So that was dope, man. That was dope. Cause Kavis LeVert, man, this this kid, like before he got injured this year, man, this, like like this kid, he had um excellent, excellent, excellent season started off, man. But this was good. It was good. They was able to see his talent. Cause I think he was in he was a really good player in college, but I think he got hurt in college. So he actually ended up dropping real low, you know, in the draft process. But everybody knew he had talent. Nobody just wanted to take the gamble. So for the Nets, since they had no draft picks, they got to take a gamble. You know what I'm saying? So their gamble is is to get these these castaways. You know these castaway people, players that have you know a, a, they see something in them. So actually on that same on that in that same vein, they said they got a Caris Levert, and on the 19th of um, 19th of July, they actually signed Joe Harris to another multi-year deal. And in December, they signed Spencer Dinwiddie, you know, who was kind of like a journeyman. So it, it it was dope, man. Just just you know, at the time, you just see them like, okay, that's you know, that's, that's you know, they seem to be pretty decent players. Not knowing, we didn't know. Well, I said I didn't know how good they were gonna end up being because I remember Joe Harris on the on the on the Cavs, and I remember him not even playing. And I never even heard of Dinwiddie before. I had, I had never heard of Spencer Dinwiddie, so I didn't really think nothing of it. Just a, you know another body on the team. So now what happened was in February of that year, the same season on you know, February, they had they had a big trade. Um, they traded um, Bogdan Bogdanovich and Chris McCullough to the Wizards for Andrew Nickerson, Marcus Thornton, and a twenty um twenty. 17 first round pick, which ended up being Jared Allen, which is pretty cool and shit, man. Um, so that June, they drafted Jared Allen in the first round. Um, the Nets actually drafted Cal Kuzma, you know, in the first round, too, with a 27th pick. 
And then the same day, they traded Cal Kuzma and Brooke Lopez to the Lakers for Timothy Mozgov and D'Angelo Russell. So it's kind of it's kind of interesting to see how you know this dude is shaking and baking, man. This dude, you know, um, my man um, Sean Marks, man, he's 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 dealing. He's he's like wheeling and dealing. So he's picking up. So in the earlier trades, you know, what I'm saying he's 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 getting first round picks. And then he's drafting Jaron Allen and shit. You know, it's dope. And then he really draft Kyle Kuzma. And he turns that into D'Angelo Russell, which is I remember as the season went on, people were kind of saying, you know, he should end up keeping Kyle Kuzma. But D'Angelo Russell, right now, as we speaking right now, like you know, he's 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 one of the better players on the team right now. So 2017-2018 season, uh, they end up going 28-54, and 54, which was last year. You know, like I said, just, just, just baby steps, man, just baby steps. Now you, got, now you got this young team. So you kind of you rebuilding, but you got a good solid young, young core on the floor, you know, every night. And they had no draft picks, so they kind of had to make the best of it. You know what I'm saying? Had, had, had to make the best of it. On July 13th, 2017, um, they traded Justin Hamilton to the Raptors for Damari Carroll, which was, you know, was a really good pickup. And they also got a 2018 first-round draft pick, which ended up being Musa, and a 2018 second-round pick, which ended up being Karutz. So they took they, – they turned Justin Hamilton into Damari Carroll, Musa, and Karutz. Like you can't make this shit up. Like this is like this is like playing NBA 2K, <laughs> and you just made some fucking hell of a trades, man. Like this is that was a hell of a fucking trade because you just turned one player that was barely playing into three rotation players right now, or two rotation players, I should say. Because I think Musa, he's kind of going back and forth between the G League, but um, he's really good. I think he's really good, and um, Karutz is, is 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 amazing. So now Andrew Nickerson. So they got Andrew Nickerson from from the Washington Wizards, and they actually end up trading him to the Portland Trailblazers for Allen Crabb um, in July, July 25th on 2017. And now Allen Crabb is a funny situation because Allen Crabb was a dude that they had gave a um, they had one of those pills and uh, poison pill offer sheets, and the in the in the Portland Trailblazers matched it, and I guess they kind of instantly regretted it, and they end up trading him to the Nets a year later. I was with it. I was with the trade for Allen Crabb in the beginning, you know. But like he, he wasn't he wasn't playing good, man. He didn't play good last year at all to me. Like the beginning of the year, like he was fucking horrible. I had him had him on my fantasy team. I saw I know he was playing like shit. I had I actually ended up getting rid of his ass. And I heard he had a good good season, you know, the second half of the year. I heard he played good, but I was completely turned off by this dude, just how bad he played. And now this this season that we in right now, he started off the he started off horrible. I think he finally started picking it back up, but then he got hurt. So I don't know what they're gonna do with Allen Crabb. Um, you know, trade deadline's coming up. Um, he's a he he has a player option this 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 off coming this upcoming off season for eighteen million. He got a player option, so I don't know what's gonna happen. I don't know if if they. Can find some way to move them before the offseason. That's another damn near $20 million they have for their free agent space. So I don't know. Because I'm pretty sure he'll re up with the team unless he gets a deal from somewhere else where he can get a multi year deal. Because he's guaranteed not making this kind of money again 
18 million, that shit is not happening, yo. He'd be lucky if he get 12, 10 to 12 for the rest of his career, you know, per year. But we'll see. We'll see what happens, man. Um, so now we now we enter the current season. Now we enter the current season. Um, the Nets are now 20 and 22, which was like, you know, it's, it's, it's pretty amazing, man. Pretty amazing because I think people had them pegged as probably, you know, not winning no more than 25 games for the year. And right now they're on pace to win well over 30. You know, with and as we as I'm recording this right now, I think they're like the like the eighth seed, I believe. Because um, I know they actually ended up then losing. They they lost to the Celtics tonight, but before they lost to the Celtics, they were in the seventh in in the seventh spot. So um, they had a big trade actually, which would kind of you know is like like Sean Marks the way Sean Marks does man like like his stuff like this trade coming up right here I'm about to talk about. You know, they didn't really get anybody that can contribute now, but they unloaded a hell of a lot of cap space. So Timothy Mozgov, who they got in the D'Angelo Russell trade, he had a, um his contract was horrible. I forgot how much he was making. I think it was twenty million a year, whatever the hell it was. We thought him you know, they'll never get rid of that shit. But July sixth they traded um Timothy Timothy Mozgov along with this dude Diallo and a um twenty twenty one second round pick to the Hornets for Dwight Howard, wow! So that was that was that was interesting. So I remember that. And I was like, oh, okay. I mean, Dwight Howard. Eh. I was like, like we'll see. We'll, we'll see how it works, man. I was, I mean, long as he he can come off the bench, you know, we'll see how it works. They trade. They waved him the next day. The next day they bought his ass out. <laughs> so Dwight Howard never he never got a chance and shit, man. But um, like I said, we're into the current season. Uh, like I said, the Nets they 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 started off really hot. Karis Levert, he was, I mean, it seemed like he was on pace. He was on pace to be in in consideration for for like an All Star team, you know. Not that not that he would have been, but he seemed like he was on pace for that because he was like leading the team and scoring every night. Um, you know, when he went down, he was averaging um 18 points, four rebounds, and three assists a game. So this dude just. Like, the super come up, man. Like, this dude, like, he went from, you know, falling out of the lottery in, in college to, like, a two 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 years later, this dude is, is damn near all-star, man. So, but he actually ended up going down on um, November the 12th of this, this past year. Um, it was a really bad injury. I, I've never watched it to this day. I don't ever plan on watching it. I would never watch it because <laughs> just, just I'm just just looking at reactions on Twitter and stuff. It is in in like real GM and stuff like that. It seems like like it was like the worst thing ever, man. Everybody was just like you automatically just thought like the worst, like the absolute worst, man. Like oh my god, like his career might be over. Like he might have broke his leg and his career could be over, man. But then the word came through that it wasn't like I think like the maybe the next day or two days later that it wasn't as bad as originally thought. So he actually didn't break it. He just strained it. And they the way they're talking, they're like, he'll be back before the season is over. So I was like, okay, that's, you know, that's that's a excellent, excellent news, man. But unfortunately, the team, I mean, they just went on a tailspin. I think they might have won the next game after he got hurt, maybe. But then they just went on a tailspin, man. They lost eight games in a row, and... Like, things were just looking really, really bad, man. I was like, oh, my God. Like, this is, like, the worst thing possible. In a way, now, me, I'm one that I 
I don't want them to be like in the middle. I don't want them to be like a, a, a middle of the pack team. You know, a team that's going to be like the bottom of the of the lottery and shit. Like to have like the 14th pick. Like either you're going to be bad or you're going to be good. It, it got to be either one. So I'm like, you know what? I was embracing the tank. I was like, fuck it. Embrace the tank. I'm watching Duke games. I'm looking at Zion Williamson just killing it. I'm like, I'm envisioning Zion Williamson along with whoever free agents they can get. I'm like, yo, this shit can work, man. But then I don't know, man. Out the, I don't know what happened. I don't know. You know what? I, I kind of do know what happened. They unleashed Spencer Dinwiddie. That's what the fuck happened, if you want to know the truth about it. Spencer, Din, Spencer Dinwiddie was unleashed, man. And, like, they end up winning, like, seven games in a row. End up winning seven games in a row. Um, they won 11 out of 14. Like, like the team was good. Like, the, I was like, I remember I was talking to my wife. I was like, I was like, shit. Maybe sometime last week. Oh, you know what? It was during, like, during the win streak. I was like, I, I think the Nets are good. Shit. <laughs> I, was, I don't know what's going on here. I think they're actually a good team. Am I, like, am I bugging? So they won a seven game streak. They lost, and then they then they won. A, they started winning some more. I'm like, yo. And as of right now, well, actually, I said they just lost to the Celtics tonight. But before that, they were like undefeated in 2019. You know, it won like three games. I'm like, yo, like this team is really good. It's to the point where I'm watching these games, and I feel like they're gonna win every game. Like when it comes to the fourth quarter, and I'm like, yo, they like they're gonna win. Like they're gonna they're gonna pull it out somehow. So that's I mean that's all that's all people can ask for when you have a favorite team. That's all you can ask for. Just just effort and you know, just 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 effort on the court as far as the the, the current product is going. And having some plans for the future. You know, not just throwing it all away, just trading fucking first round picks and you know, just just living for the moment. Like having a future, having something to look forward to. So as I said, as we stand right now. Like I said, they were like the bottom of the playoffs, but they could easily move up. They could move up to like the fifth seed, you know, if if they keep at the pace, they go more to the fifth seed, which would be crazy that the Nets go from two years ago, you know, the one of the worst teams in the league, to you know, fucking being like a fourth or fifth seed of the playoffs. It's just crazy with no superstars to speak of on the team. So. They're doing really good, man. Like I said, D'Angelo Russell, he's averaging 18 points a game. Spencer Dinwiddie, he's averaging 17 points a game. Um, and, like, he's in consideration for, like, sixth man of the year, most improved player of the year. Joe Harris is killing it, man. He, he's only averaging 13 points, but 48% from threes, um, two threes a game. Um, Russell and Spencer Dinwiddie, as long as as well as, you know, the top scorers, also the top assist men with, like, six and five uh, assisting game. We on the rebound side, we got Ed Davis with um eight rebounds a game. And then we got the young boy. We got the young guy who's one he's had some great moments so far this year. I think he he blocked Blake Griffin's dunk. He blocked um LeBron James dunk. And it was somebody oh, and in the into the Kumbo. He blocked his fucking dunk on a fast break, man. We talking about Jared Allen. Eight eight rebounds a game, eleven points, fifty-eight percent from the field. Like the future is so bright, man. And uh, my man Rondé Hollis Jefferson, shout out to that dude. Eight eight points, six rebounds a game, man. And um, like I'm saying, man, you got you got so many good young talents on the team. You got Kudoots, who reminds me of um Karolinko, man. Like I'm watching this dude. This dude reminds me of Karolinko. Like if you if if you watch the Nets games, like this dude, he's always 
he's always active. He's always something's going on. He's poking the balls. He's stripping. He's deflecting passes. He's he's always doing something. He's always in the mix. Always in the mix somehow, man. So I love this kid. Um, Damari Carroll is he having a really good year? Um, he's a free agent at the end of the season though, so there's no guarantee he'll stick around. But um, ten points a game, five rebounds, and um, you still got Shabazz Napier. You know, I think they just started kind of playing him recently, and I don't know if they playing him for like trade purposes or whatever. But um, he's he's a, he's a good young player. So I mean, I think the biggest thing that's other than you know as far as team wise, not not talking about the free agent stuff yet, but as far as like team wise, um, D'Angelo Russell, his his free agency. You know, I don't I don't know what they're gonna do. Um he wasn't really playing good at all when um when Karis Levert was in there. He you know, he was he was struggling. Um D'Angelo Russell was struggling, that is. And he's really come on in the last couple of weeks. But I think he's I think his max contract that he can get, I think it's like twenty five million a year. Whatever whatever Wiggins got, I think that's his 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 max too. And is he's not worth it. He's just he's just not worth it. I like D'Angelo Russell. I went into this and went into the season like really, really like hyped on him because I'm I watched him through the summertime. I watched all the workouts on Instagram. I was hyped. I was like, yo, this dude's gonna be a fucking all-star. Uh, I was like, this dude's gonna average like 23 points, like eight assists. Like this dude's gonna be a monster. And he just wasn't. And end up being Karis Levert, who's the who was who end up being the, the best player on the team. So, I mean, the big contract, to me, he's he's not worth the big contract. But they're going to have to renounce his rights in order to open up all the available cap space. So then once they renounce his rights, now it's just, you know, he's he's in the the free market. He's in the free market, you know, to – I think he's actually a restricted free agent. So you can see some teams maybe going to flip it on the Nets the same way the Nets – you know, that's been one of Sean Marks. One of his things he's been doing is is this poison pill offer sheet. Like, he gave one. Like I said, he gave one to Crab, which they end up getting. They end up getting him. But they they gave one to Miami Heat for um Trey Johnson. I think that's his name. And they end up giving one to the Wizards for um Otto Porter. And I don't know, man. Sean Marks, it seemed like he's kind of like sabotaging these teams and shit because he's like fuck that cap space up because this dude trey johnson is averaging i think he, he i think he making like 20 million a year my god auto port is making like 20 million a year they got trade kickers in there all kind of shit man just that damn sean marks man <laughs> but it's gonna be interesting to see what they're gonna do with d'angelo russell um I mean, and then you talk about the talk about this upcoming season. People talk about the Nets have anywhere from forty million to like seventy million. You know, if they renounce all these players, you got like um, I said, D'Angelo Russell. You got Demarvin Carroll, who they can renounce. You got um, Ronnie Hollis Jefferson, who they can renounce. And if they find some way to get rid of Allen Crabb, you know, before free agency, then I mean. They have they can sign two max players, man. So it's gonna be interesting to see. Uh, I'm like I said, I'm loving the team right now. Like these young kids, all I ask is that they just play hard, and which is what they're doing, play hard every night. So now you take this team right now, who's like right around 500, and then within the next like month or two, if you you're gonna add Karis Levert back to this team, like 
So you basically added a, a you know an excellent player to a really good team already. So it's it's gonna be good, man. You know the future is bright. You know, there's no guarantees in free agency like the Durants and 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 um, Kawhi Leonard's and you know that's that's the rumors. But who knows what these guys are gonna do? Who knows? They're gonna do whatever they want to do. Maybe they just want to win. Maybe they'll Durant will go to play with um with Le- LeBron. Maybe he'll actually end up staying in Golden State, which I think would be the best move for him. Would would be to stay in Golden State. You know, which all the stuff that he likes to do. You know, outside of outside of um basketball as far as like his tech companies and all that stuff which is perfect for him being in san francisco is perfect for him but i don't know if he want to really still you know go at it with with steph curry because they're kind of like 1a 1b well i mean it's, it's really steph curry's team it, it'll always be steph curry's team so i don't know maybe he want to carve his own niche now he don't want his his two championships possibly three so maybe he wants to move on. I don't know if he wants to come to a New York, you know. I don't know if Kawhi Lennon wants to come to New York because you hear the rumors about he don't like the cold and all of this stupid shit. But all I know is the way this team is set up now with these good young players, man, these solid young players, if you add in, you, if you add in one all-star, one super, you add in one superstar with some really good, you know, other pickups, like the Nets are like, Definitely playoff team. Definitely, you know, contending. If you add two max players, like like they're one of the best best teams in the East, you know, in my opinion. So it's gonna be super super interesting. I'm looking forward to it. I just ordered my first Nets jersey. It should be coming in the mail soon. And um, I'm excited, man. I'm excited for the rest of the season. I mean, no matter how it shakes out, even if they just all of a sudden all of a sudden go on a 20 game losing streak. <laughs> and they have the worst record in the league. Hey, hello Zion and shit, man. So I, I, I just don't want them to be in the middle of the pack. I don't want them to 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 have, like I said, the the, the 14th pick in the draft. You know, either you gonna make the fucking playoffs and, and make a run at it, or just suck. One of the two. But I mean, these, these dudes are not giving up. They could have plenty of opportunities to just just give up and just like tuck their tail between their legs and just. You know, but but they grinding it out. They grinding this shit out, man. So I'm so proud of these young guys, man. And I'm looking forward to this season to see see what's gonna happen. And um, that's pretty much it, man. Like I said, the, the the reemergence of the Brooklyn Nets, which is my team. And you know, I'm thinking about just I'm really really con- contemplating just going full blast with the Nets and just having a my own sh- uh, a separate show just for the Nets, man. Because I like to talk Nets. I love to talk Nets. You know, maybe like during the course of the week. I mean, you know, the end of the week and talk about the past week, all the news, all the all the games that were played. And, you know, I love talking Nets, man. So we're going to see. We're going to see how it goes. But um, appreciate you checking this out, man, getting this off my chest. This, uh my my history with the Brooklyn Nets and shit, man, which is my team. That's it. That's it. So, like I said, this is the D-Dame Show. Um, check us out. Instagram and Twitter at the D Dame Show. Email is the D Dame Show at gmail.com. We're on um, all those platforms like our podcast, man. iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, um, Castbox, all of that good stuff. We are all over the place. 
Belligerent Sounds Network. Like I said, we, we, we're rocking in the future, man. We're going to just keep dropping, dropping shit, man. Dropping episodes. This is the first episode for this week I'm dropping. I'm going to drop another one at the end of the week. I already got the next one planned out for next week. I'm just keep going. Just keep going. I love to hear myself talk. Hope you love to hear me talk. If you don't like to hear me talk, I don't give a shit because I'm going to keep on talking. And that's it, man. We're going to rock out for 2019. And that's it, man. The D-Dame Show. I'm out, y'all. Internets. Peace.